0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistic professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as sideline. You know more about the model during the course of this episode, it's set to cover the four best college basketball games and one off the wall games, scheduled to be played on Monday, February 13th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's slash new for some explanations and community rules. See the Google Sheet linked in the show description for Silence projections on every single game. Remember that this show covers picks on the best games for the best picks. On all games, sign up on Patreon or Black Book Sports or different packages, and price ranges based on your needs. Today there are uh, four more A grade plays out there that we aren't going to cover on this show. They're on smaller games. I have less to say about them, but they're picks that the model likes. So hit that up if you're interested in those. They are the strongest plays today, including the A plus play today. The one I think is the best one. Uh, hit that up if that's something you're interested in. Otherwise, we're going to cover the more interesting games here on this show. There's only three really good ones. Um, am going to cover those. There's a fourth one that may be kind of good-ish. It's a stretch. I'm going to cover that one. I'm going to give you one off-the-wall game I like as well. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show is predicting a typical game. Not try to forecast it to a tease. That would be a foolish and impossible goal. Take like a long-term viewer in here. Don't get distracted with a team either can't hit or can't miss from three. So those things balance out in the long run, but are hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand the good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Closed out last week really strong. It was exciting. Ended up with a profitable week. It's always fun to see. Hopefully we can do it again, maybe with a little bit less ups and downs. Um, I think last week we had, I believe, four, might have even been five games where a key player was announced that wasn't expected to be out, was announced out in between when I recorded it in game time. Um, you know, that sort of stuff happens. Uh, maybe this week will happen the other way around. I'm expecting that but that's a balance out. And, and going forward, maybe we'll have good uh, good luck, good injury news on our front, or maybe uh, uh, for the teams that were fading or something. Uh, but the fact that we were able to be profitable on all, on all these picks in the show here last week, given some of that bad luck that we had, bad luck with a Duke game, uh, a game that the... Uh, Conference came out the next day and basically said Duke should have won. There should have been a foul call. You presume the guy makes one of two free throws. Um, still profitable despite all that. So uh, if we get some good luck this week, I'm expecting big things. Um, but before we get to uh, the start of this week and today's slight so like small miners, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any college basketball, MLB, or college ball content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon. Check it out if you haven't yet. There's lots of great benefits you found over there. Above and beyond that we do here, $3 per month, gets you the play of the day. For $2 more a month, you get all the model picks and access to the Discord chat group, which is the place to get questions answered about the or other games or sports. And for $5 a month, you get ad-free shows and immediate access to the show and to every recommended pick. Go to www.patreon.com slash professor for more details. But even if you aren't there, we're still thrilled that you're here. Let's get to it, but as always... Take what you like and leave the rest. 7 p.m. Eastern, Miami at North Carolina. North Carolina is a four-point favorite. Sideline says it should be North Carolina at minus 4.2, but I'm going to take the Hurricanes here at plus four. My logic on this one, number one, I'm not convinced North Carolina is the better team. They might be. I don't really know that. I think there's a really good chance these two teams are equal. It's rounding error. Um, Who knows which one shows up. Uh, Either one of these teams can kind of get hot and cold. I think they're both really good. I'm just not convinced one's better than the other. And if that's the case, I have a hard time giving four points to North Carolina for home court advantage. I can give three and a half. I can't really get four. It's so the fact that we're getting four. I think make some value with the hurricanes, maybe a little bit of money line here, splitting your wager, just because I think anything can happen in this game. I think again, both teams are good. We've seen both teams look great at times. Both teams kind of not show up again. Anything can happen. Give me the four points. Give me the plus odds, something like that. Just, too good to pass up here, um, getting four with the Hurricanes. Additionally, the model has under-projected Miami as of late and over-projected North Carolina just a little bit. So if that's the case, even though the model says North Carolina minus 4.2, really maybe, again, it should be about what I'm saying, which I think would be North Carolina minus 3.5 is, is kind of where I think the number should be. So at four, I think we're getting some edge. My split point here is 3.5. That's where I just straight pass. Uh, If it was under that at three, I'd be where I'd be looking at the home team. But at four, I think the Hurricanes offer some value. And again, maybe dabble a little bit on those plus odds in the money line there. You're getting some value. In in, in case they can pull out the upset again, I think it's a game anything can happen. It should be a really fun one to watch. Total is 153.5. Sideline says 154.2. So expecting a lot of points and not anything I want to touch on the total should be a fun one. Pretty well priced in the total. Just focusing on the dog here. 7 p.m. Eastern, Drexel at Hofstra. This is the fourth best game of the night. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) Um, uh, The only other thing that that really should be on your TV, uh, unless you've got a specific wager on it here in the 7 p.m. Eastern slot, I'm going to grab the 11 points with Drexel. It's an A grade play according to the model. It's one of five that we've got here today. Get for the other four. Hit up Patreon or Black Book Sports for those other four A grade plays. Sideline says this should be Hofstra 8.5. They're definitely the better team and they're at home, but 11 is just way too many points. There's a lot of value here. Uh, grabbing all of these points with the dog. You've got a Drexel team that plays really slow, and their defense matches up pretty well with Hofstra. Both defenses are reasonably decent. They're not bad. Obviously, Hofstra has a huge offensive edge, but given the fact that Drexel knows um, – you know, that they're big underdogs in this game, that they can't match up offensively. They do not want to get in track meet. They're going to take the air out of this ball, and that's going to make the plus 11 that much more likely to hit just because we're going to really minimize the possessions, grind it out, slow, ugly basketball. Again, it's the fourth best game of the day, but aesthetically it may not be a lot of fun to see because, like I said, I really expect Drexel to slow this thing down as much as possible knowing that they just can't match up offensively on the road with Hofstra. That, though, keeps it around – Seven, eight, nine points, maybe 10, something like that. But plus 11 is some great value here on Drexel. I'm grabbing the dog and all 11 points. It's a huge edge. hofstra has been playing really well as of late. Drexel has been a little bit disappointing, but I still think it's 11 too many. Models is eight and a half. Even when I consider that, maybe I could see this out to, um, you know, to nine, maybe nine and a half, but 11. Just way too much value here. Again, I think upper single digits, maybe 10, is a pretty reasonable spot. You never know how the end of the game will work. But, again, the good news here at plus 11 is we shouldn't have fouls get us past that. So as long as Drexel can just hang around and make this a boring game, plus 11 makes a lot of sense. Told you I think that Drexel's going to take the air out of the ball that kind of leans you to the under. I think, again, there's not a terrible look here right now. The number's 135. Models is 133.6. It's not a big enough edge for me to play, but it is something I have my eye on here. Um, Again, I just don't think there should be a lot of points in this game because Drexel. So if they have any chance, has to really just kill the tempo in this one. So 135 might be a few too many. So I kind of lean towards the under. To the 9 p.m. games, West Virginia at Baylor. Uh, West Virginia. I I, I don't know if there's specific travel arrangement. Somebody here may uh they were in Austin on Saturday. I have to assume that they stayed out this direction, um, given that Austin and Waco are just a couple hours apart from each other. I if they flew back home for Saturday and then flew back out here, that seems kind of crazy. So um, we're now in that territory. It's no different than what I talked about last week, where I faded Texas at Kansas in the same spot. That It's really tough for teams to do this. We see in the Pac-12, it's not that it's impossible to do it. We see sometimes in the Pac-12, sometimes the team is able to win uh, the second game of the uh, I don't call it double header, but of, of the pair here where they're staying out on that road trip, it, it's it's just difficult. Um, and I think it's easier for the PAC 12 teams because they do it every other weekend. They're at least kind of used to it. Some of them um, other conferences have done some similar things in, in the past, but most conferences don't. The big 12s had a, got a couple spots like this probably to help for travel, but they don't do it all the time. It's not an extremely common thing here. It kind of only happens on these Saturday, Monday things. So, Each team might do it once or twice a season. It's just weird. It's awkward. It's more like what happens in the tournament. But in the tournament, both teams are dealing with that, so it kind of evens out. It's a huge edge for the home team here because uh, Baylor's not doing that. They did play a really emotional, tight contest against TCU on Saturday, but... They're able to – it's a short drive back to Waco. I think they should be rested and prepared for this. Um, West Virginia, I don't think they're as bad as that appearance that they had in Austin where they got drubbed. But as I mentioned then, the reason I took the Longhorns in that game uh, laying a number around this is just – I just don't think they match up with these top teams in the conference. They might can win at home, but just like I said against Texas – West Virginia lost at home. I didn't think they were going to win on the road. They lost to Baylor at home. I don't think they're going to win on the road. I don't think they lose by the 40 or whatever it was. I stopped watching that they lost to the Longhorns um, on Saturday, but I think Baylor can win by around double digits on this one. The model only says 6.8, but as I mentioned last week with Texas-Kansas, the model isn't taking into account this weird situation because it doesn't have enough data to really look into the exact spot um here but it's a tough spot for us Virginia I think this Baylor team and the top six of the big 12 are really really good and I think at home they are most of the time going to take care of the bottom four teams in the conference maybe not every single time but most of the time they're going to have their way with them and that's going to be the situations where I'm okay laying bigger numbers otherwise there's a lot of games the big 12 where I say hey just give me points because I don't really know what's going to happen when you play the bottom four teams on the road a lot of times I want points when those top six teams are playing each other just in general a lot of times I just want the points because I don't know what's going to happen but when you get the top six against the bottom four at the top six place, I think lay it. I think these are the games that get ugly for the most part. I'm on Baylor minus six and a half here. The model isn't in love with this, but again, I think there's a lot of uh, edge here backing Baylor. I love it at six and a half. I love it at seven. Beyond that, I don't know what I would do. Um, So as long as though you're 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 getting on this sooner rather than later, you're seeing six, six and a half, seven. I think it's a great investment. Above seven stuff because seven's about the spot where the probabilities start dropping off because teams stop fouling quite as heavily towards the end of the game. So you never really know how that's going to play out. But at six and a half or seven, I think Baylor is a great. Investment totals 148.5. Models is 151.2. So it's an over lean for me on this one. You've got two really good offenses and two decent defenses. But as I'm all, often talking about in the Big 12, you just don't have the defensive capabilities uh, to match up with these really good offenses. It's just an offensive heavy conference. You have decent pace here. West Virginia plays relatively fast. Should be a lot of possessions. So over will be the way I would lean on this one if I was playing. It's too high for me to love it at 148 and a half. But over is definitely the direction I'm looking for this. Game I expect there to be closer to 150, getting into the 100 low 150s is what I would think. But my main play here at Baylor minus six and a half. The other Big 12 game here at this 9 p.m. Eastern slot, Texas at Texas Tech. Kind of like I just mentioned, give me points here. I'm going to get three and a half with Tech. Give me all those points. Top team at the bottom teams. Who really knows? Uh, We just saw Kansas State go into Texas Tech. Texas Tech won that game. Model said pick them on that one. I was a little bit surprised because I've loved this Kansas State team and Texas Tech got the win. Maybe they're starting to look a little bit better. They finally are completely healthy now. I still don't think they can compete on the road with the top teams in the Big 12, but they've looked a little bit more competent as of lately, and that gives you a little bit of hope that, especially at home, they can hang in there and make these games interesting. Obviously, this game's lost a lot of its edge with Chris Beard not being the head coach at Texas anymore, given that he was at Texas Tech, but I still think, in general, when you talk about Texas Tech, they just they do not like UT, a lot of these types of schools don't really like each other very much, so there's still going to be plenty of intensity, plenty of fan hatred, especially a late game crowd in Lubbock notorious on these late games for being very rowdy um great crowd great atmosphere i expect nothing less even though beard's not there they still don't like texas they still want to win as i mentioned texas tech still you know not completely out of it for the tournament the big 12 is extremely strong they get a couple wins here and, and all of a sudden they're they're up to ninth in the conference up to eighth in the conference they got an outside shot depending on what they can do here down the stretch time's running out they got a great win against kansas state they pull off a few more wins here you know, they got a shot at making the tournament. So their season isn't over yet. So it's desperation time for them to really get it going. They just have really no room for error at this point. This game, they got to win. They won't have any chance of playing in March. I think they can hang around. I don't know if they pull it off, but three and a half points or a money line. I think makes a lot of sense. I'm training this game just like I am the Miami game. Just too many points, splitting a little bit on the money line. I think Tech might win. I think they might not. I liked backing Texas here. I backed them against West Virginia. I thought that was a great spot for them. I I, I think they're just overvalued in general. I think it was a great, again, time to kind of zig and zag and back on, but I think now I'm kind of back on the, I think they're going to be a little bit overvalued after that. Model says that this should be Texas minus 3.7, but I'm not really buying that because I think what we've seen from tech, again, as of late, just a little bit more competence here these last... Week or two, really. I think this should be about two and a half to three. Texas is definitely the better team, but it's going to be a really tough contest on the road. I think it's a tight game. I don't really know what happens. Texas more likely than not to win, but that's not what we're asking here. Who wins? We're asking about the point spread and/or money line, which is not a 50-50 proposition, right? Because of the way that they that they got the odds on this. So, I think Tech offers a little bit of value here. Again, it's just a little bit of Tech playing well. It's a little bit of Texas being a little bit overvalued after Saturday. They looked great, but they still haven't been as good on the road. They did great against Kansas State. That was a great win, but they struggled at Kansas uh, the next game. I kind of need to see them you know, dominate on the road here before I'm confident with them on the road just in general. This is a spot that I think they've got a better chance of a road win, as opposed to I don't think they're going to have as much success. You know, when they go to Waco, you know, or coming up, you know, Kansas, you know, Iowa State, those type of road games are going to be a lot tougher. This is when they can win, absolutely. But I just think Tech can hang around, and at that point, I think the three and a half just offers some value. So I'm going to grab the. The points there with the Red Raiders total is 145.5, Models is 146.1, so it's a pretty well-priced total in my opinion. I will say, however, both of these teams have gone over uh, a little bit more than expected here in the last month or so, and so given that, um, I would be looking at over if I was going to play this total at all which takes us to overtime looking at some other games of interest here on the slate. One that might not catch your radar, not one of the A-grade picks, one of the B-grade picks in the model, though, but I really like it, is Southern laying 6.5 at home against Texas Southern. Southern's been pretty good to us this year, 15-5 and backing them. Texas Southern, we've been pretty good fading them 10 and 3, fading them. We've backed Texas Southern 10 times. They've gone 3 and 7. We backed them. So even when we're backing them, they're not covering. Texas Southern's historically been a really good team in the SWAC, but this year they just aren't quite as good. They're 8 and 17 on the season. Again, if you put the math together, what I said earlier, they're 6 and 17 against the spread. They're still getting too much respect. They're just not a very good basketball team. Southern is pretty decent. They're not great, obviously, but they're a team that if they come out of the SWAT playing them at round of first four they'll be able to hold their own at least they're not terrible at home i think they pull away in the second half i think they get a double digit victory i like them minus six and a half Models has eight like i said i think eight nine ten eleven twelve and that ballpark makes a lot of sense for this one i just don't think texas southern has the horses in order to keep up with southern there should be a lot of pace in this game not great offenses So we're gonna have a lot of pace, but the total is only 142 and a half because of the fact that these offenses aren't very good, but there should be a ton of possessions. And that bodes really well for us because in a game with a lot of possessions, the better team is going to get to show that they are better. And again, it's not that Southern is great, but their offense at least is meh, not Their offense is not good versus Texas Southern's offense, which is terrible. And so when you get more possessions, Southern's going to kind of just score accidentally. They're at home. Not a great offense. They're going to score some. Texas Southern gets more possessions. I'm not sure they're going to do much with it. So the extra possessions and that tempo, I think, helps us here and allows us to cover this six and a half. I uh, like Southern here in this one. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content that we provide on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Be back with Jake again tomorrow. He was out of town here for the last several days, but he'll be back. For your Tuesday college basketball slate. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.